0: This is New England Patriots running back and three-time Super Bowl champion James White. You're listening to the 2-Minute Drill. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the 2-Minute Drill. Today, it's just me and Dan. Adam, I believe, is in Philadelphia. Not going to the Eagles game this weekend, so that's a good thing. A little bit of a weird week doing this pod because, obviously, the Patriots are coming off a bye week with a Saturday night football matchup. Versus the Indianapolis Colts. Um, week 14 was a little interesting. Um, we got to see that the Chiefs are fully back. Completely dominated the Raiders. They won 48-9. The Browns had an upset win versus the Baltimore Ravens, which moved the Ravens from, I believe, they are in the two-seed. They were in the two-spot. Yep, they were right, right in the mix up there with us. Right in the mix. Lamar Jackson left the game in the first quarter with a sprained ankle. Did not return in that game. And the big and then also the Bengals lost in overtime to the 49ers. That mm-hmm. had some AFC implications right there. And the big game of week fourteen was the Tampa Bay Buccaneers versus the Buffalo Bills. Tom Brady delivers an overtime with that game-winning touchdown, the Paraman, which knocks the Bills to seven and six, which makes it two games back, one and a half games back with the path of the AC East. So makes it the Patriots and definitely in a comfortable spot right there. Mm-hmm. Um, we are doing this podcast on a Friday. We did have a Thursday night football game last night, which was a very good game. The LA Chargers versus the Kansas City Chiefs, back-and-forth battle. Obviously, it was going for the AFC West. Dan, what are your thoughts on that game? Because that was a pretty big game.
1: Yeah, uh, from a Patriots fan's point of view and also someone who was starting Austin Eckler in fantasy football. I'm very upset with Brandon Staley today. Um, I understand like this is kind of the new wave of the NFL with, you know, the analytics where you're going to be going for it on fourth down a lot, but there, like, you have to find a happy medium. I understand that. Like, if you're like, we're going to go ultra conservative, we're always going to punt. We're always going to kick field goals. That's not the right call. But, it, but to say we're going for it on every single fourth down that's within like five yards, that's also not the right call. They had so many drives where they'd eat up the Chiefs' defense, they'd make great plays, and they'd come out of it with nothing. That's so deflating for a team. Um, even especially, I, you know, I was listening to the radio today, they were talking about this, that fourth and goal right before halftime uh, where they opted to go for it. That's one that, like, the analytics don't even really back up because, you know, the big thing with that is we don't get it. We pin them deep. There was, like, three seconds left in the half. That would be a perfect time to just kick the field goal. Um, So, yeah, they. I mean, the Chargers, if they'd kick their field goals, I think they would have had, like,
0: nine points.
1: Nine points, and then they even had the fumble at the one. So, they left, I mean, they literally left maybe 28 points on the field. That game goes to overtime, and they lose. Um, so obviously, I mean, if they just take, like, they just take one of those, they win the game. So it's super frustrating that they lost that because obviously, um, right now, right now, you know, with the Ravens losing, technically it's kind of a three-way race for first with the Pats, Chiefs and Titans. Um, but I think we know it's really the Pats and Chiefs right now. Uh, the Titans haven't looked as good as those two teams recently, the Pats and Chiefs. Are both red hot? Patriots obviously have the head-to-head tiebreaker over the Titans. Uh, they most likely will have the tiebreaker over the Chiefs because those two won't play each other. But I believe it defaults to in-conference record, and in-conference we're like seven and one right now. And I think the Chiefs have lost three or four games to AFC teams. I know they lost to like the Ravens, Titans, Chargers, uh, and then Bills. So yeah, they've lost like four games. Um, so. I mean, right now, as long as we keep winning, the Chiefs can't catch us for that one seed. But, you know, that's easier said than done when these next two weeks we've got the Colts tomorrow and then obviously another good team in the Bills. And then, you know, we ended out with two easy games. But,
0: you know, going to be tough to win 11 straight to the end of the
1: year, whatever it is.
0: Yeah. So and basically from the game last I think the biggest takeaway is that the Chiefs' defense really relies on Chris Jones. If Chris Jones is not in lineup, that Chiefs' defense is letting up so many points. That was up 28 last night. Like you touched on, it could have been way more. should have had – they had way more more chances to put up points. Um, The Chiefs did have a good fourth quarter. I mean, is it scary to say that they're back? I mean, they did have one good quarter. They did not look that good through three quarters. That defense, obviously, like I mentioned, without Chris Jones. It just sucks, and you're right. It is the AFC East is going to Sorry, the AFC Conference is going to come down to the Pats and the Chiefs, like you said. The Titans don't look that good. They still don't have AJ Brown. Henry isn't coming back to the playoffs, which is absolutely stunning to me that that man is even going to come back. That just opens everything up come playoff time. But we also have that game advantage versus the Titans, so AFC as we probably should expect, it's going to come down to the Patriots and the Chiefs for that one seed. Yeah, well, you talking
1: about you know the Chiefs being back, you know this. I mean, I've maintained the whole time, even kind of when they were down, the Chiefs were the team I was afraid of. I, you know, for a little bit there, everybody was talking about the Titans. You even brought up, you know, the Ravens, Bills, you know, all these other teams coming in. I was just saying – the Chiefs right now, they're the constant in the AFC. That is a team that any, I legitimately believe, any given Sunday they could beat anyone in the NFL. So that's a team I I just don't want to see them at all. Even if, you know, Chris Jones is out or, you know, they're missing some key pieces like that because, especially for a team like us, the Chargers, they don't run the ball specifically well. They ran all over the Chiefs without Chris Jones. So like that's, I, I think it was just COVID is why he didn't play, but like That's just one throwing out there. Like, Chris Jones doesn't play against the Pats. That's a giant X factor like you were just talking about. But that's a Chiefs offense where, you know, Travis Kelsey, he had been struggling a little bit, had a monster game last night. When Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey are on, and Patrick Mahomes didn't even look that great last night. He missed some throws. He kind of turned it on late when he he had to. When those three are on, that team is so hard to stop. And I know that Patriots specifically – you know, throughout the years, pretty much the whole time Mo's been in the league, we've had the most success against them. I remember there was a stat circulating last year um, after we played them where our points per game against them, like points allowed was dramatically lower than the rest of the league. like it was insane. Um, and that game last year, I mean how bad we were and you know how much better they were and this was when you know cam had COVID, we were starting Brian Hoyer, that whole thing the fact that we were like in that game, It's clear that Bill Belichick kind of has something when he's going up against this chiefs offense, but I feel like they have too much talent on the field. And Andy Reid is too good of a coach for us to be able to just bank on that the whole time. And now that they're, because that's always been the other things we've always had Tom Brady and their defense has always been awful. Now their defense is great. Nothing against Mac Jones. I love Mac Jones. He's uh, he's no Brady. He like, he's not gonna put a game on his shoulders
0: I just don't see that is it bad that I still don't <laughs> believe in the Chief's defense so, like it honestly like they haven't the only condition that they've is Melvin Ingram getting him no but it's right? not
1: that's so I I understand where you're coming from but this is what the real impact is Chris Jones was missing time Frank Clark missed a lot of time when Frank Clark was out they put Chris Jones on the edge Chris Jones is not nearly as impactful on the edge as he is in the middle. Now what they've gotten is yes, you add Melvin Ingram, but more importantly, you have Frank Clark back on the edge and you get to put Chris Jones back in the middle. That is what has drastically improved their defense.
0: And it's like they don't have any like any like great guys in the secondary either. You yeah, know, I have, like, I think
1: I don't I, just, I think Tyron Matthew is like in, incredibly overrated. I've I've felt that way for a while. And then I mean outside of him. You have a couple like decent corners, like Mike Hughes had a big week last week, and like Charvarius Ward is like solid, but like really nothing crazy,
0: right? So it just like amazes me. And now they oh, have- I-, have- I will throw it out before they we get off it. Uh, Nick
1: Bolton came out of Missouri last year. He was a guy I would have liked on the Patriots. They grabbed him second round. He had an unreal game last night, and he's been having an awesome season for them. So. If you wanna, if you wanna get into that, that is another addition they've made where Nick Bolton's just been getting really good as the seasons been going on.
0: And I think the one of the strong points of the Chiefs team overall is their offensive line. Yeah. Um, but I know they got Joe Tooney. They have Orlando Brown. They have mm-hmm. that rookie. What is it, Humphrey? Is that his Yeah, Creed from, Humphrey. Creed Humphrey from, from Oklahoma, the center. Oklahoma. Okay, I thought he was going to be from Bama. Cause I feel like everyone from Bama is just that. Was the uh, yeah, the Bama center went to Philly, landed, landed Dickerson. Okay, so but no, they got a good offensive line, and that's basically. I feel like that's carrying that offense. I'm not. I still am not really that worried about Kansas City. I obviously know why. Like, I'm not saying that Mahomes, Kelsey Hill, and all those guys aren't good, but I just think we match up pretty well against them. But, like, then again, ASC, I'm kind of touched on last week. I kept trying to say, like, the AFC is wide open. It's just going to come down to these two teams unless Buffalo, like, wakes up. Um, I don't even know. Buffalo faces Carolina this week as we'll get into the sheet. So, we'll see how Buffalo kind of rebounds. But it's going to be another crazy week. And speaking of crazy weeks, this COVID stuff, man. We had a couple games moved. The Cleveland Browns and the Las Vegas Raiders are scheduled to play tomorrow at 4-15 or 4-30. And that game is now going to be moved Monday. To Monday. And then we have the what is it? The Washington football team and the Philadelphia Eagles got yep. moved to And Tuesday. Seahawks 49ers and the on Rams, And the Rams got moved to Tuesday. So. Crazy! Sucks, I right, believe I know a lot of people. NFLPA are pissed. The Browns would have been completely screwed. The Washington football team would have been completely screwed if they had played. So for their sake, I understand it. But I know that the Eagles, Eagles, Seattle players, and all and Raiders players are all pissed off. They're chirping right now. They're not. Well, that- the one
1: thing I will say, don't, I mean, this doesn't like impact us that much. But the only thing I'm a little bit upset about, I hate that both Tuesday games are at seven o'clock. I don't know what like you you definitely remember it, but that insane Ravens Steelers Tuesday afternoon game that was awesome. That was so awesome for me to get home from school on a Tuesday and you had an NFL game starting. I I think the kickoff for that one was maybe three thirty, maybe four thirty, but to have a game starting like an hour, it was sweet. So that was just like a missed opportunity in my mind where you have two on a Tuesday. You could have done like push one back to eight o'clock, put the other one at, you know, 4.30, 3.30, whatever you want to do. But I, I would have loved to see that, but yeah, you got both of those starting at seven.
0: Yeah, no, I don't, I agree with you hundred percent. I think that's dumb how they start at seven o'clock and at least at the Raiders Browns game is at five o'clock on Monday, right before the Vikings and the Bears. So that makes Monday night football a little bit better. And then obviously yesterday was the last Thursday night game of the year. Then we're going to be seeing a couple Saturday games for the rest of the season. Um, Do you want to get into the game picks? Yeah, let's go for it, man. Might as well, since we uh, got over the COVID situation. And then I'm going to leave it completely up to you. I say re-roll with it, but we do get the sheets from the pool that I do. And for some reason, they do not count games past Monday. So, it's up to uh, you. You want to no, keep this? We'll count it. We'll count all right. It. We'll I'm glad it. we're gonna count it. Yeah. And just a, a little congratulations,
1: sir. In order, your picks last week were incredible. I think would you go 11, 11 of 13? Yep. Yeah. Unreal. I but, know.
0: I didn't win. I didn't win the money though because I went. I got screwed because in on the total. line They go for the points, and I had 49 and a half, and it was at 50, and the Cardinals kicked the field goal with 20 seconds left. So I got fucked. Mm-hmm. Is that right, though? Well, going into
1: this week, uh, we'll start it off with Adam, who's not here. Uh, first game, we've got the Las Vegas Raiders taking on the Cleveland Browns. Obviously, as you said before, this game is no longer being played Saturday afternoon. We're just going to keep the order that they were at before. So it's a Monday game. Uh, I think it's being played at like 5 o'clock. Browns are at home. They're five and a half point favorites. Uh, they should have. Now some guys coming off that COVID list before this game,
0: getting a couple extra days. Kev, who you got? Oh, I got to take Vegas. Um, this was with full anticipation that the game was being played tomorrow. We don't know what's going to happen with those guys who are going to come back. We don't know if Baker will be there. I know they're out three tight ends. I, I don't. Jarvis Landry's out too, I believe. We'll see what happens, Cleveland. But Vegas still had a chance for a playoff spot. They did get smacked last week versus the Chiefs, but I feel like the Chiefs have dominated them all season. Other than that, Derek Carr can kind of find his rhythm. So five and a half is a lot of points for a Cleveland team that I'm still not invested in. So give me Vegas. Yeah, so
1: I'm going to go with Vegas as well. Um, Cleveland is going to get some guys back, but obviously not knowing exactly who. Um, they could get everybody back, but if Baker Mayfield in Case Keenum remain out, they got to start a third string. That completely changes this game. Vegas, obviously not a bad team. I'll take the points there, and Adam's going to agree for the clean sweep. Uh, Big game of the week for us, Saturday night. New England Patriots going to Indianapolis to take on the Colts. Pats are the two-and-a-half-point underdogs. Feels like the first time in a while we've gone into the game as underdogs, except for probably that Bills
0: game. Kev, who you got? So, obviously, I'm going to take the Pats. I think as we're going to get into it, Towards the end of the episode. This can be a really good game. This is gonna be a tight, close game. And without even being a home fan, in a game like this, if I wasn't a Patriots fan, I would still take the Patriots because they're getting points. So give me Pat's two and a half.
1: Yeah, I'm gonna go with the Pats here as well. You know, can't pick against them on this win streak. I really can't lie, though. I've felt this way for a couple weeks. I just have a gut feeling we're going to lose this game. But I'm not going to pick against them because I don't want to root for that at all. Pats plus two and a half. I agree. Next game, Philadelphia Eagles at home taking on the Washington football team. Again, this game is going to be played on Tuesday. Kev, the Eagles are the four and a
0: half point favorites. Who you got? So this was even before Washington's... um debacle with the COVID situation. I'm going to go Eagles four and a half gives Jalen hurts a couple more days to get healthy. Um, Eagles aren't a bad team. Like I mean, they're weekend and week out one week. They can win by 20 next week. They can get killed by 20. They are at home. They are still fighting for a playoff spot. Um, Washington did have that comeback versus Dallas, but obviously Dak is hurt. Dak let them back in that game. I don't even know if uh, Taylor Heineke is going to be playing in this game because of COVID. They did sign, Washington did sign Garrett Gilbert off of the Patriots practice squad. So he was in line to start this game, but give me Philly four and a half.
1: Um, I'm going to go with the Eagles here as well. This is a team that I think might sneak their way into the playoffs. They have an easy schedule to end the year. They're right in there kind of with Washington, Minnesota, a couple other teams in the NFC vying for that seventh seed. I think they're going to pick up a win here and uh, carry that momentum into the late season. Adam is going to go against the grain here. He's going to pick Washington with the four and a half. Moving on to the next game, we've got the Buffalo Bills at home taking on the Carolina Panthers. Bills are the 10-and-a-half-point favorites.
0: Kev, who you got? So I'm taking Carolina, and I think 10-and-a-half is a lot of points, and I'm not saying Buffalo's done. Buffalo did have a good second half against Tampa. They did come back, but as we know, Tampa's secondary is depleted. So eventually Buffalo and Josh Allen got a throw. I know Buffalo's out with uh, no Emmanuel Sanders. Gabriel Davis has kind of stepped in that role pretty nice. Um, but I do think 10.5 is a lot of points, especially if Josh Allen is hurt and he's questionable to play in this game. And if you can run on the Bills, Cam Newton's running quarterback. I know they're kind of doing a two-quarterback system down there. So I just got to take the points with Carolina. Even though I'm not confident, I'm going to do it. Um,
1: I'm going to go with Buffalo here. The way – like That's such a crazy game last week because if they didn't come back, you feel like you look at the Bills and you're like, all right, they're done. Um, But they came back, made it interesting. Honestly, probably should have won that game. There was a lot of bad calls to end that that went against Buffalo. Um, But that's football. They end up losing. It was close, though, and I just think Carolina is a very, very bad team. I think Buffalo blows them out, makes a bit of a statement here. Adam is going to go with the Bills as well. Next game, we've got the Miami Dolphins at home. Taking on the New York Jets, Dolphins on a big win streak are the eight and a half point favorites. Kev, who
0: you got? So I know Jalen Waddles from Miami, but I still gotta go. I uh, gotta go with Miami. Tua hasn't looked that bad. Miami's on that five game winning streak. They are at home. Um, Zach Wilson has actually looked like somewhat decent, but eight and a half. I'm not really worried about the points. I can't take the Jets, so give me Miami. I'm going to go with the Dolphins here as
1: well. They've got that big win streak. This team's riding high, coming off the bye. Unfortunately, Jalen Waddle got COVID. He's been great for them these last few weeks. But Jets, not a very good team. I still think they get it done. Adam's going to go with the Dolphins as well. Next game, we've got the Dallas Cowboys going to New York to take on the Giants. Cowboys are the 10-and-a-half-point favorites. Kev, who you got?
0: So I know it's a lot of points, and I know it's a division game. I still got to go Dallas. Um, they the Giants got killed versus the Chargers last week. If this was Daniel Jones in this game, I would go the Giants because I do like Joe Judge. I think he's a good coach. I said it last week. I think that there's something there with the Giants and Joe Judge because for the most part, this team isn't that good, but he keeps them in a lot of games. But I'm not going to take Mike Lennon and trust Mike Lennon to keep it within 10 and a half. In Dallas's defense, they're fully healthy. They had a really good game last week versus Washington. I think we're gonna see a similar game this Sunday. So give me Dallas. Yeah, I'm gonna go with the
1: Cowboys here as well. Um, you know, just pretty simple. I just don't think the Giants are a good team. I think it's possible we could see Joe Judge out after this year. I don't know.
0: It happen. There's yeah. they're, they're gonna do the long yeah. Yeah. I I just
1: I don't think that's going to work out. I think that's just delaying the inevitable. But what do I know? Cowboys minus 10 and a half is my pick. Adam is going to go with the Giants to take the points there. Next game, we've got the Tennessee Titans going to Pittsburgh
0: to take on the Steelers. Titans are the one and a half point favorites. Kev, who you got? So I'm going Tennessee. There's no way I can't take Pittsburgh. As you know, I hate Pittsburgh. I hate Ben Roethlisberger. They did have a good comeback on Thursday Night Football a week ago versus the Vikings, but they also did let up like 230 yards on the ground. I know Tennessee doesn't have Derrick Henry. One and a half isn't a lot of points. Big Ben's getting flustered. I think the Steelers are done. I don't even know if T.J. Watt's going to play. No, he hurt his ankle. But give me Tennessee one and a half.
1: Yeah, I'm going to go with the Titans here as well. Steelers, it, you know, they had a chance to pick up a lot of momentum there. If You know, you get the big win against the Ravens. If they'd been able to get that crazy comeback win against Minnesota on Thursday night, they'd honestly be right in the thick of it for the AFC North right now. But they end up losing that game. Now they got a tough one against the Titans. I think they lose this one, too. Next game, we've got... What oh, did Adam do? Adam took Pittsburgh. Almost wow. glossed over that one. But... Next game we've got the Jacksonville Jaguars at home taking on the Houston Texans. Jaguars recently letting Urban Meyer
0: go. They got a new coach and they're the three and a half point favorites. Kev, who you got? So I know this is a game that you always take the points, and you know, I I probably assume that you and Adam will. But I am gonna roll with Jacksonville. I feel like the fact that Urban Meyer got fired. Is like a blessing in disguise for this team. I think they're all gonna. I think they're all gonna go out for the interim coach. What is it, uh, Darren Bevel?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, so I think they're gonna go all out for him. I think that this team is probably gonna play with fucking grace. Uh, David uh, David Mills is Davis Mills, whatever is starting the rest of the season for Houston, and I know Houston really is just gonna play for a top pick as Jacksonville should, but I think Jacksonville is going to have a really good game after Meyer being fired. So I'm going to take Jacksonville. I'm going
1: to go with the Jags here as well. Um, wow. With nice. everything you're hearing about Urban Meyer, this actually seems like a situation where, at least in the short term, I think this team's going to pretty much rally around him being fired, and it's like the bad man's finally gone. Um, and I think they get it done against Houston this week and just – make him look very bad um adam is going to go with the jaguars here as well for a clean
0: sweep i was wrong yeah there
1: you go go the other route saying that they're gonna get smacked it's true next game we've got the arizona cardinals going to detroit to take on the lions cardinals are the 14 and a half point favorites
0: Kev, who you got i know it's a lot of points I do got to go Arizona. Detroit does not have TJ Hawkinson for the rest of the season. Josh Reynolds and uh, St. Brown have really stepped it up for the Lions receiving core. And that's kind of sad as is. I don't know if DeAndre Swift is playing. I don't know what Jamal Williams' situation is. But I think 14.5 is a lot of points. Arizona has a good defense. They are coming off a tough loss. They are also coming off a tough um, lost losing DeAndre Hopkins for the remainder of the season. He won't be coming back for the playoffs. I think that Arizona will be fine. I think that Arizona's defense will get a couple turnovers off Goff, and I'm not really that worried about it, even though it's a lot of points. So give me Arizona. Yeah, I'm going to go with Arizona here as well. It's a ton of points, but
1: I just think they're a really good team. I think they'll blow out Detroit here. Adam is going to go with the Lions and take the points there. I can see that, too, with Hopkins being out, but I'm going to stick with Arizona. Next game, we've got the San Francisco 49ers at home taking on the Atlanta Falcons. 49ers are the eight-and-a-half-point favorites. Kev, who you
0: got? This is actually a decent game because um, Atlanta still has a chance to get a wild card spot in the playoffs, and they are coming off a win last week versus Carolina. Carolina. I did want to take Atlanta, but one of my rules is I can never take Atlanta, and I took them once, and they failed me miserably. Um, I do got to go San Francisco. They're at home. They had a really good win last week for Cincinnati, and Cincinnati's a decent team. Uh, Debo's back for the 49ers. Nick Bosa, George Kittle, they're playing unreal. They're back to form. So I do got to go San Francisco, 8.5.
1: Yeah, I'm going to go with the 49ers here as well. Uh, they're just kind of rolling right now. That run game's been working great for them. It just seems like they have things figured out with their offense. George Kittle has had a couple monster few weeks, um, and I think they're going to pull this one out. Adam is going to go with the 49ers as well, so we get another clean sweep there. Next game, we've got the Denver Broncos at home taking on the Cincinnati Bengals. Broncos are the one-and-a-half-point favorites. Kev, who you
0: got? Broncos have been playing pretty well, not going to lie. I thought that they were done once they uh, traded Vaughn Miller, but it seems like they got it kind of figured out. I said it on last week's pod that I think Patrick Sertan is very underrated. I don't think he's getting enough recognition for his play this year. Um, mm-hmm. I feel like he's a big reason why Denver's defense has been playing like lights out, in my opinion, because they're doing way better than what we expected. Denver still has a chance to make the playoffs. Javante Williams is insane he's going to be a really good back in this league for years melvin gordon still solid but i do got to go cincinnati they're coming off that tough loss got to take the points especially yeah i know burrows hurt but i just think that if it's going to come down to a close game i think that cincinnati's offense is going to get you that point so give me cincinnati yeah i'm gonna go with the Bengals here as well um I
1: don't know. This just kind of feels like a weird line to me. Cincinnati easily could have won that game against San Francisco. It would have been a big comeback win for them. They narrowly lose that one. Um, and the Broncos, they just haven't looked great recently. They got that big blowout win against the Chargers. I just think they're a weird team. I don't think they're that good. They're obviously the favorites here because they're at home, and you know they get the advantage there at mile high. But this is the game Cincinnati's got to win. I think they know that, and I think they pull this one out. Adam is going to go with the Bengals as well, and we move on now to potentially the game of the week, depending who plays. We've got the Green Bay Packers heading to Baltimore to take on the Ravens. Packers are the five-and-a-half-point favorites. As of right now, Lamar Jackson is officially questionable. I
0: would say that because he hasn't been ruled out yet, he's probably going to play. So I'm going to go Green Bay. I think even regardless of Lamar's status, that I would go Green Bay because, Baltimore, let's face it—they're a good football team. They're a really good football team, but they've been—they've got hit with the injury bug so bad. Like Marlon Humphreys is now out. They don't have Marcus Peters. They don't have any other running back. They've been completely screwed this season. And the fact that they're still competing and they're probably going to win the AFC North is a big kudos to John Harbaugh. But I'm never going to bet against Aaron Rodgers. You just can't. He's him. That offense is rolling. I mean, Aaron Jones of Montana, it's the same thing every year. NFC championship team, I'm not going to bet against Green Bay, especially when they're only favored by five and a half. So I got to go Green Bay.
1: Yeah, I'm going to go with the Packers here as well. I agree with you. Uh, whether or not Lamar Jackson plays this Ravens team, they're in a real funk right now. Um, their season's just been completely ruined by injuries. Super unlucky, but just everybody's gotten hurt for them and, you know, Not a lot of it has been minor stuff. A lot of it's, you know, ACL tears or I think Marlon Humphrey, it was a shoulder injury that ended this season. It's just crazy. Super unlucky. That's that's just like the worst when you see that happen to a good team. But, you know, regardless, Green Bay, they've been great. Aaron Rodgers looks amazing. I'm going to take the Packers. And Adam is going to go with the Packers as well. Next game, this one also going to be played on Tuesday, We've got the L.A. Rams at home taking on the Seattle Seahawks.
0: Rams are the six-and-a-half-point favorites. Kev, who you got? So, I'm going Rams. I'm, I, in my opinion, man, like, watching Seattle, it's tough. I mean, did they just come off that win versus – no, they didn't face Houston this past week. Who did they face? No, the, Houston. Week? Oh, they did? Okay, I just want to yeah. make sure. I was trying to think because the Titans faced the Jaguars. Okay. And, like, Houston was in that game, and Houston was up, like, 7 nothing, like, Ten nothing. It was pretty like tight until the fourth quarter. I hate watching Seattle. Russ, like I said, I said on the podcast last week, Russ is on his way out. As you can tell, and he's playing like it, not getting DK Metcalf the ball. Uh, Rashad Petty did have a good game for them, but hoping that the Rams get all these guys back from COVID. I know Odell's negative. Odell's been playing good for the Rams. Rams are coming off a big win versus the Arizona Cardinals on Monday Night Football exactly what they knew, needed to keep alive to get the NFC West and possibly if everything shakes their way, the number one seed in the NFC. So I got to go Rams six and a half.
1: Yeah, I'm going to go with the Rams here too. Um, I already would feel pretty confident in them winning this game. You know, we had talked about before the Rams were a team who they were kind of beating up on bad teams with the exception of that Tampa Bay game. They just kept losing big games, huge win on Monday night against the Cardinals. Um, they were missing some guys due to COVID, like Jalen Ramsey, Daryl Henderson still pulled it out. Then they had a couple more guys test positive. That's what ended up pushing their game back. Uh, I think Odell tweeted today, like he's already testing negative. So they're going to be pretty close to uh, full strength on Tuesday. So I'm very confident in that Rams pick, minus six and a half. Adam, though, taking the points in Seattle. Next game, Sunday Night Football. We've got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at home taking on the New Orleans Saints. Buccaneers are ten and a half
0: point favorites. Who you got? So this is a game that I really wanted to circle the Saints because it seems like the Saints have the Bucks number every single time these teams face each other. Doesn't really matter who's out there, to be honest with you. It just seems like the Saints always get a W. But I never bet against Tom Brady. I'm never going to. Maybe Brady will finally get his way with the Saints. Um, not I mean, Tatum Hill had a decent week last week so I'm not really going to count it though because it was against the Jets um anyone can run on the Jets and have a game but they do have Kamara back which is exactly what they needed but I'm not going to bet bet against Tommy so give me the yeah I'm taking the bucks here this just feels like one of
1: those games uh kind of similar to the Chiefs Broncos where you come into the week and you're kind of like why is this Sunday night football? And then it ends up not being a good game, just like you thought it was. So I sense a bucks blowout here. I'm taking Tampa Bay. Adam, though, once again, he's going against the grain. He loves taking the points. He's going to New Orleans. Final game, Monday night football. We've got the Minnesota Vikings heading to Chicago to take on the Bears. Vikings are the four-and-a-half-point favorites. Who you got?
0: So I am going to take the Bears. I actually was impressed with what I saw from – the Bears on Sunday night football against the Packers, especially in that first half. The offense with the Bears actually looked like what we expected it to do from the start. I mean, especially when you have David Montgomery, who's healthy. Um, they're getting Allen Robinson finally involved a little bit more, which is good to see. Um, but Minnesota is so up and down. Like, I really can't trust them. I really want to, too, because of Justin Jefferson and Dalvin Cook. And I know 4.5 isn't a lot of points, but this is where I go. It's a division game. Minnesota's on the road. I still I got to take Chicago in those points just because you never know what Minnesota's capable of doing.
1: Yeah, I'm going to go with Minnesota here.
0: I think they get this one done. Um, you know, as
1: you said, Allen Robinson has been playing better. I think he's going to be out this week. I think he got uh, COVID. Um, but regardless, you know, Chicago, I just don't think, They're a consistent enough team. It felt like they had so many breaks go their way against the Packers where they had, you know, a slant and a jet sweep that probably should have been five-yard gains, end up going for, like, 50-yard touchdowns, 97-yard punt return. They recovered an onside kick at the end there. Just, like, all this stuff went their way. And, you know, they still lost by quite a bit. Couldn't cover that big spread. So I'm going to go with Minnesota here. Adam is going to go with the Vikings as well. Now that we're off the picks, we can move on to the big topic of conversation. Tomorrow night, the Patriots head to Indianapolis to take on the Colts. They put their win streak on the line. Now that the Chiefs have just gotten that win over the Chargers, we've got some major implications here as far as the AFC's number one seed goes. Kev, give me your thoughts on this game.
0: So, couldn't have been a better matchup for the Patriots, in my opinion. I think that these two teams are so even. Um, both defenses are really good. Both have really good offensive line. Both have good run games. So what does it come down to? It's going to come down to who does a better job getting these guys ready. And that favors New England, in my opinion. And it's going to come down to the quarterback position. Colts have already came out and said that they want to make the Patriots a one-dimensional team, and they want to completely shut out the run. And we don't have Damian Harris, so we're going to see a lot of Stevenson tomorrow, a lot of Brandon Bolden, J.J. Taylor, I don't believe it's going to be active. There's going to go with the guys. It's going to be a fun game. It's going to be, I think it's going to be really close. I really think it's just going to come down. Who makes a mistake between Carson Wentz and Mac Jones? And it's just, it's going to be a really good game. I don't see either team getting blown out. Both teams are coming off their bye. Um, even though that the Colts had an extra day rest, I don't really think that matters too much. Like I said, I think it comes down to coaching and it comes down to the quarterback play because the other guys, they are they're, it's pretty much even in my opinion. So this is a really good matchup for the Pats, and this is the first time we could say that there's no excuses for this game. We don't have to listen to, oh, this one's out, this one's out. This happened here. So it's going to be a fair game. So I can't wait to watch this one, though. I'm glad that this one is on Saturday night. Much deserved. Yes, I agree. Very excited for this game. I love
1: being back in the prime time slot. Um, you know, the, the big thing here, I think, is just going to be slowing down Jonathan Taylor. I'm not very afraid of Carson Wentz. Um, I think J.C. Jackson can handle Michael Pittman. Michael Pittman is uh, good, though. Very good. He, he is good. But I, I, I think, you know, the, the only thing that worries me there is just the height. Michael Pittman, very big receiver. But J.C. Jackson, he's been having a great year. He's in the defensive Player of the Year conversation. I trust him against Michael Pittman. So once you get past that, it really is coming down to Jonathan Taylor. So it's going to be a big game for Christian Barmore, for those guys up front to just slow him down. You know, you don't have to fully neutralize him, but look at Tampa Bay. I think he still ended up with like maybe 85 and a touchdown. You yep. know, that, that's good when you're going against Jonathan Taylor and this great O-line with the Colts. So that is going to be a very interesting matchup to me. Obviously, uh, for the Pats, kind of the big news today, Damian Harris is out. He's still dealing with that hamstring issue you saw late in that Buffalo game on you know, one of those big runs when he kind of pulled up, limped off the field. That's a multi-week uh, issue, so the bye couldn't really solve that. Hopefully he can be back next week when we play the Bills again, but it's going to be on Ramondre Stevenson. Stevenson came in when Harris went down, and statistically he didn't have you know, an amazing game when you look at it, but if you watch that game, he was unbelievable. Every play, they knew we were running the ball. Every play, he would turn a one to two yard loss into a six yard carry. I think he broke something like nine tackles, and he had, you know, half the touches that Damian Harris had, which is just like crazy. So it's going to be on him. Um, I I don't know a ton about the Colts secondary this year. I know that you know up front is probably where they're at their best. Darius Leonard, amazing linebacker. Uh, DeForest Buckner in the trenches there. That's going to be, you've got Barmore and Taylor, and then you've got Buckner and Stevenson are really those two big matchups. Um, but I think, I think we saw was it it a Colts player or coach like came out and said something along the lines of, like, we're going to stack the box and make Mac Jones beat us. I saw that linebacker for the Colts. Yeah, I saw that quote circulating. So, I mean, go ahead. That's exactly what people were saying going into the Tennessee game. And, you know, we blow them out. So, I'm confident in Mac
0: if that's what they want to do. So, just to just so you know, for <laughs> the secondary, they have Rocky Sin, which was a first-round pick or second-round pick. Se-
1: he was early second.
0: Early second. Then they have – Xavier Hunter- Rhodes, Rhodes, right? Rhodes. But then someone who I'm a big fan of, and you might remember him, is Kenny Moore. Kenny Moore is undrafted. We had him, and I know the Patriots really wanted to keep him on the practice squad and keep him on the 53. Didn't have any room for him. That was the year it was like Gilly, JC, all like Jason McCourty. So when you drafted Jojo on Williams, it was tough Mm -hmm. to keep him. But Kenny Moore is really good, too. He has a couple picks this season. But it's like you said, it's like a couple matchups to highlight. I really – Interested to see how Bill Belichick plans to stop Jonathan Taylor in the run game. I think it's just it's it's hard because their O line is so good. Like I want to see Christian Barmore versus Quentin Nelson so bad. Those two going head to head. That's going to be a prime time matchup right there. And it's just going to be. I feel like it's going to be a low scoring game. I don't think we're going to see that many points, even though it is in the dome. But Colts beat reporters are talking a lot of smack, bringing up the flake gate. So. I, just ho- I really hope that Mac Jones in the past can just shut up the Colts and shut up the NFL because all we've been hearing is that we face the Browns with no Nick Chubb, whatever, no Derrick Henry, but like you just play who's on the schedule. It doesn't matter what the circumstances are. So I'm hoping that we get this W, hoping we stay in the one seed and then go with a lot of momentum coming off a of bye because what could be an AFC clincher Next Sunday, versus Buffalo Bills, if we do get a W this Saturday night, versus the Indianapolis Colts.
1: Just real quick before we move on, you mentioned there Colts beat writers, kind of talking about deflate gate. I've seen this a lot, not so much with writers. I think it's more so just with Colts fans uh, making the Carson Wentz Mac Jones comparison. And I've seen stuff where it's like, you're insane if you think Mac Jones is better than Carson Wentz and like comparing statistics and stuff like that. I don't know how you feel about this, but I'm, like, very comfortable with the take that, like, Mac Jones is definitely better than Carson Wentz. I'd much rather
0: Mac Jones. So Carson Wentz is having, like, a pretty good year. If you look at his stats, I think he has 22 touchdowns, 5 picks. I know that his completion percentage is, like, a 63, which is, like, not where you want to see it, but, like, the touchdown-interception ratio is pretty good. But I think the issue with Carson Wentz is he's not a bad quarterback he's in a good situation but obviously it kind of shows that the like he is not that good because that team should be way better than seven and six based Mm -hmm. off the other 52 guys but I think like the big thing with Carson Wentz is when you bring him up it's like he kind of he was with like in that same Draft class is obviously Jared Goff, but then you look like the year after, and it's like Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, Josh Allen, Kyler Murray. You see all those guys kind of separate from the pack, and Carson Wentz hasn't. Like, he was going for that MVP season in 2017, obviously towards ACL, and then after that with Philly, it just shit the bed. He almost lost his job full-time the Nick Foles, and then... Now look where we are at 7-6 Obviously, they're winning games because of everybody but him. So, I'm not ready to say that Mac Jones is better than him because it's still early in the debate. I guess we'll see tomorrow for sure because both the, it's going to come down to those two quarterbacks to see who wins this game. It's going to come down to head coaching. It's going to come down to the quarterback play.
1: Yeah, fair enough. So, uh, if we want to just end this off, we can grab our predictions. Our Mac Jones stat lines, like we always do. I don't think we've ever kept track of any of these, but just a fun thing to do. Kev, what do we got for a score? What do we got for a
0: little Mac Jones
1: stat line?
0: Well, we have kept it. We have uh, checked it because I did predict a Mac Jones first ever 300 pass game. But I think that if we, I feel like we kind of know, like last week, obviously, or two weeks ago, we didn't have to check it because Mac Jones went two for three. So we didn't have to worry about that one. But I am going to go. I want to say Mac Jones airs it out a lot because, obviously, we have to throw in the ball only three times two weeks ago. So, I'm going to say Mac Jones goes 27 of 38 with 292, two touchdowns, and the Patriots win 20 to 17.
1: All right. I'm going to go Pats win this one. I'm going to say, I think it's going to be a little bit of a weird score. Um, I'm going to say they win it 26 to 23 on a game-winning field goal. I'm going to go Mac Jones, 24 of 31 for 264 yards
0: and one touchdown. All right, 26, 23. I like it. I like it. You got anything else to add before we wrap this thing up? I think I'm all
1: set, man. Uh, Thank you guys for listening. Very excited to watch this game tomorrow. And uh, make sure you tune in next week when we'll be able to share all our thoughts from this big game against the Colts.